This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Grab a Bible, find your way to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. I'm going to start off with a question. Uh, Romans chapter 8. When you find yourself to Romans 8, would you just lift your Bible? Let me know you're with me. Uh, If you didn't bring a Bible this morning, no problem. We've got black Bibles in the chairs there. Those are gifts for anybody that doesn't have a Bible, so enjoy that. Um, Romans chapter 8, I see you. All right, all right. Anybody else? Thank you. Got you. All right. All right, here's a question. You ready for it? Did you come to church this morning to give something to God or to receive something from God? Sounds like, is that a trick question, Pastor? Surely I came to church to give something to God, right? I mean, I just got through giving him my praise, right? Came to church to give him my time. There were four, three dudes here this morning early at 6.30 setting up the baptism. We got baptism in between services. How about that? All right, we're fired up. A dad being baptized, baptizing his son. His son was inspired by seeing two teenagers baptized last week. I'm so fired up. Some of you came to, to, to give your service to the Lord. Load-in team here was here at 5 a.m. putting out the chairs this morning. They came to give their service to the Lord. Well, of course we came to give. Sam just told you how you can give your money as an act of worship to the Lord. So, so some of us are like, yes, of course I came to give something from the Lord. And others would say, well, actually, man, I'm beat up. And I came to receive some healing from the Lord today. And I'm a little afraid and just kind of riddled with fear in all that's going on in the world or my life. And I actually came to receive strengthening and encouragement from the Lord. And then some of you here this morning, you're just brokenhearted. Your, your tank is empty and you came to, to be filled up this, this, this morning. It's not a trick question. We actually come to give and to receive, don't we? It's, it's both. And it's both because it's a relationship with God. In all healthy relationships, give and receive and give and receive. Well, this morning I'm so excited to see three things that the Holy Spirit gives us. So we came, some of us, to give. We came, some of us, to receive. But this morning we're talking about how we can receive three things from the Holy Spirit. We'll see this in Romans uh, chapter 8. Let's read it together and we'll begin to unpack it. Romans chapter 8. Um, We're going to pick it up in uh, verse 9. We'll pray and then we'll dig in. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. If anyone, rather anyone, who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, Although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells 
in you. Join me in prayer. Father, we pray that you would speak personally and powerfully to us. By your spirit, through your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, as this morning we're looking at three things that the Holy Spirit gives us, it's important first to ask, who is the Holy Spirit? Who, who is this one that we're saying is going to give something to followers of Jesus? And we understand that the Holy Spirit is the one that convicts us of our sin. The Holy Spirit is the one that comes to live inside of us when we turn to Jesus and trust him as our Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit is the one that guides us and comforts us. It's the Spirit of God. But you know, um, I love it when people name their child with like five names instead of three, you know? It's just like, they just kind of have this sense of, my child is so special, we're going to give them five names. Anybody here this morning got five names? You are the man if you got five names, right? Like your parents know what's up. Well, listen, the Holy Spirit is so special that like two or three or four or five or six or seven names are not enough to declare how wonderful the Holy Spirit is. So let's just look at the slide here and we'll see, we'll get a little bit of a taste. The Bible either defines the Holy Spirit with this term, gives the Holy Spirit these names, or describes the Holy Spirit in this way. I invite you to take out your camera. There's gonna be a couple of more slides because the Holy Spirit is so wonderful. The Bible uses lots of terms to describe who he is. And so who is the Holy Spirit? Well, he's our advocate, our comforter, our counselor. The Bible says he's the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of life, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. Look at this next slide. He's the Spirit of grace. He is the spirit of glory. It's unfortunate when people refer to the Holy Spirit as it because he is the third person of the Trinity. He's a, he's a spirit, but he's not an it. He's, it's him. And he comes to live inside of us, the spirit of holiness, the spirit of the living God, the breath of the almighty, the power of the highest. Look at this next slide. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of judgment and burning. He's the spirit of promise, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of prophecy. Uh, He's the oil of gladness. He's described as the dove, the wind, the water, the fire, the seal of our salvation. He's the earnest, the deposit, and the guarantee. This is the one this morning that Paul says he gives something to us. In this short little two verses, we see rather three verses, we see that the Holy Spirit gives us three things. You ready for it, church? First thing we see is he gives us belonging. He gives us belonging. Look at verse nine with me. Let's actually pick it up in verse eight. Verse eight says, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. If you're in the flesh, you cannot please God. What does it mean to be in the flesh? It means to not have the spirit of God in you. That's what it means to be in the flesh. Devoid of the spirit. You only have your natural state that you were born into. You've never been born again with spiritual life where the spirit of God came into your life. That's what it means to be in the flesh. Your natural state. It's what everybody is born into. And you can't please God in your natural state. But look at verse 9. Look at verse 9. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. Who's he writing to? He's writing to Christians here. And what does he say? You, you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. I love the way Paul words that, if in fact. Because for some of you, the Spirit of God dwelling in you is actually in theory. 
It's just in theory this morning. It's just in possibility. It's just in I think so. It's just in probably. But Paul says, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. What does that mean? That means if you're in doubt this morning, you need to do business with God and make sure the Spirit of God dwells in you. Because as we see, he gives us belonging. Look at verse 9 with me. You, however, are not in the flesh but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. Turn that around in the positive. Anyone who has the Spirit of Christ belongs to him. We all long for belonging, don't we? When we receive Jesus, we receive a family. God becomes our father. The church becomes our brothers and sisters. We may end up having uh, older, wiser uh, folks that we would say they're our father or our mother in the faith. We might mentor, disciple someone younger than us, and we might, we might become their father. They might become our son or, or daughter in the faith. We're now family forever. We're, we're now always accepted. That's what it means to have this belonging that the Spirit of God gives us. We're always accepted by God. We belong to him. We're truly wanted. We have a place. We belong. We're no longer looking. We're no longer searching. We're no longer wondering. We now belong. Peter words it this way in, in 1 Peter chapter 2. He says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession. That's belonging right there, isn't it? That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We're a people of his own possession. When you turn to Christ and you receive Jesus as your Lord, as your master, as your savior, you receive his spirit, you become the possession of God. You belong to him. Longing there's a longing in all of humanity for belonging. We long so much. People long so much to belong that we do stupid things to belong. Humanity does stupid things to belong. You, you, think, you think about young men that so want to belong in their neighborhood that they actually kill someone to be a part of a gang happens all, all over our country. People long to belong so much that they murder to belong. You go on college campuses all across our country and you see people putting their best foot forward, being willing to take another shot or drink another beer just in hopes that everyone will like them more or be crazy or be loved or be liked or he's, he can party or he can hold his own or whatever it may be, but doing it to impress in hopes that we'll belong. I mean, you look at Rush Week on college campuses, and I, years ago, I heard about a young woman that had a nervous breakdown during Rush Week. Why? Because she so longed to belong, and, and, and as the days of Rush Week went by, she wasn't sure if she was going to be accepted. You think about the young woman who gives herself away, gives her virginity away on a on a late night date because she so wants to belong to him. And she does things that she knows she shouldn't do and that she feels terrible about, but she does it because she longs to belong. We do stupid things to belong, don't we? 
Well, the good news is that we don't have to do stupid things to belong to the Lord. The Holy Spirit gives us belonging. He gives us belonging. You know what's interesting is you don't, e- you don't even have to do spiritual things to belong. You, you don't have to check a long box of spiritual, spiritual things to, to, to belong. Our strategy here at Real Life is gathering, giving, serving, and living. You hear about the path all the time, and the path is that two-week course on Sunday morning that you can go through, and you can learn our values and our DNA. You actually have an opportunity to join the church at the end of it, but you, you're introduced to our strategy, and our strategy, would you say it with me if you know it? It rhymes intentionally so we can remember it. Gathering, giving, serving, and living. Some of you are like, oh, that's our strategy. That's the first time I heard it. It's because you hadn't been to the path yet, right? All right, will, will you say it again with me? Here, for, for some of you, it's been a long time. You're like, oh, yeah, I remember hearing that a couple of years ago. Gathering, giving, serving, and living. And so what we say here is our strategy in order to become a multiplying movement and a flourishing people, in order to delight in God and disciple others, we gather for worship and in community groups, and we give of our resources to the Lord, and we serve the Lord, and we live our lives as, a, as an offering to him but guess what you don't have to gather and you don't have to give and you don't have to serve and you don't have to live a life that impresses God to receive belonging God gives it it's a gift that we don't deserve and that we didn't earn by checking off a bunch of spiritual checklist boxes it's a gift that the Holy Spirit gives to broken sinful rebellious lawbreakers, when we hold up our hand and we say we cannot save ourselves, Jesus is our only hope. He fills us with his spirit and he gives us belonging. We become his possession. Finally, forever. So gathering, giving, serving, and living, we don't do those things to get belonging. We do those things Because we belong. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying those aren't good things that we all ought to align our lives with. No, absolutely. We ought to gather and give and serve and live, but not not to achieve belonging. We do it because we're blown away that we've been given the gift of belonging by the Spirit of God. Isn't that good, church? To celebrate this, I thought, let's just sing a good old song together. I'll sing most of the words. And when I point to you, you sing the rest, all right? The words will not be on the screen, all right? Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Now, if you know the rest of it, you've got to help me out because I do not sing well. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go. Now, if you're under 25, that was the theme song from the show Cheers. And I was talking it over with Susan a little bit, and I was asking her, do you think half the congregation is going to know this song because the tune is so catchy or because the truth of the song resonates so deeply? And she said, I think a little bit of both. And I said, I think you're right. Where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you came You want to be where you can see Our troubles are all the same You want to be where everybody That was weak. 
I just totally humiliated myself by singing <laughs> off key. And you guys are like, we're at the golf course where everybody knows your name. Sometimes you want to go where? I still think 10 o'clock is going to just crush you. Well, not only does the Holy Spirit give us belonging, he gives us life. Look at verse 10 with me. Look at verse 10. But Christ, but if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. Read that again. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, whose sin? Adam's sin and our sin. We're born into a, a a body that's living and dying, but if, but if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit, our spirit, is life because of righteousness. The Holy Spirit is life because of the righteousness of Jesus. What does this mean? It means that followers of Christ have a dying body and a living spirit. But if you're not a follower of Christ, you have a dying body and a dead spirit. Our dying body came from the first sin, Adam's sin, and then ours. And a living spirit came from Christ's righteousness. Jesus Christ can give you life because he was perfectly righteous. He obeyed God's law perfectly. He hung on the cross to take our penalty so that he could give us life because he is righteous. Adam sinned and brought death into the world. Jesus fulfilled God's law and reversed the curse of sin and brought life to all that would trust in him by his spirit. Andy Dufresne in the great movie Shawshank Redemption famously said, get busy living or get busy dying. And that's a little misleading, isn't it? You don't just wake up and decide to have life. It's a gift from the Holy Spirit. You can't just wake up and think positive thoughts and renew your mind and be really determined and read all the self-help books and experience life. You must receive it as a gift from the Spirit of God and you only receive it by bowing the knee to the Son of God. That's how you get life. The Holy Spirit wants to give it to you. You can't earn it. It's not these spiritual boxes that you check. Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones was a very uh, accomplished doctor in England and he gave up this very prestigious and promising medical career to pursue pastoring and this is what he said the great doctor pastor the moment we enter into this world and begin to live we also begin to die your first breath is one of the last you will ever take the principle of decay leading to death is in every one of us. So if this decay is in us, and if the first breath of life is the first breath of death, how do we get hold of life? Turn to Jesus today. Turn to Jesus. Make him your Lord. Make him your Savior. Follow him and receive this gift of life. Jesus said, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly well the holy spirit gives us belonging and he gives us life but he also gives us immortality look at verse 11 with me 
If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Let I me mean, just pause there. That is everything here. I mean, Paul just keeps coming back saying, does he live in you? Does he live in you? Does he live in you? Is it a fact that he lives in you? You can't walk out this door today without the assurance and the confidence that the spirit of God lives in you. Don't be mistaken. Don't be confused. Don't be uncertain. Settle it today. Why? Because when he lives in you, he just showers your life with gifts, belonging, life, immortality. Look at it with me. Verse 11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, it's a powerful spirit, isn't he? That's why he's got like 30 names. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. We don't like to think about death. We just don't like to camp out on it and meditate on it. It's good to go to a funeral and be sobered about the reality of where all of our lives are heading, but we don't have to fear death, not for a moment, not for a minute, not for a single day, because the Holy Spirit gives us immortality. He gives life to our mortal bodies. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will one day raise our body out of the grave, hallelujah. When we die, our spirit goes to be with God, and when Christ returns, he will give us a brand new resurrection body, check this out, that will never be tempted towards sin again, that will never have any more decay, that will never, that will never move toward death again. It will be eternal life, forever perpetual health and joy. This is what Jesus is going to give to us by his spirit. Now, why is this so interesting? Well, let me, let's just take a survey. Let's see how... How smart we are here. I want to ask you, church, do you know, if you had to guess, multiple choice here? Anybody like multiple choice? Yes. How much did the people in the USA spend on anti-aging products and services in 2020? A, $45 million. B, $2.8 billion. Or C, $50 billion. How many of you think A? Got you. Anybody? A, got you. Anybody? B, anybody think B? Smart, middle of the road, always choose B, always choose B. <laughs> What's the answer? Survey says 50 billion dollars. Cosmetic procedures, nutritional supplements, medical treatments. Church, isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting that the thing that the people who live in our country are longing for and spending billions of dollars every year for can be received as a gift. It doesn't cost you anything. It costs Jesus his life. You can receive it as a gift immortality it's better than a cream it takes the wrinkles away better than an injection where you're going to need another one next month life health forever that's what he gives that's what the Holy Spirit gives But this hungering for 
youth and health and long life isn't just in the U.S. It's all over the world. Jessica Hamzalu in the MIT Technology Review edition in November 16th of 2022, an article titled Inside the Billion Dollar Meeting for the Mega Rich Who Want to Live Forever, is what the article was titled. In the MIT Technology Review, she wrote about a meeting that took place in Gstad, a ski resort in the Swiss Alps. Swanky little ski town. It was the first in-person longevity investors conference. Scientists and biotech founders made the case at this conference for various approaches to prolonging the number of years we might spend in good health. It cost $4,500 to attend the meeting. It was a fundraising meeting. So people, 150 people, paid $4,500 each to attend a meeting where people, scientists and biotechs, were going to ask them for millions, even billions of dollars. Here, let me pay you $4,500 to attend the meeting where you're going to ask me for billions. A hundred and twenty of the 150 attendees were investors with millions or even billions of dollars at their disposal, and each had at least a million dollars ready to pump into a longevity project. At the, at the conference, folks were sucking on low oxygen air. They were given out pots of longevity honey. They were given supplements in their, in their conference attendee bags. You know, the FDA doesn't even have to approve supplements. It's just you come up with a supplement and you tell the world what it does and you sell it and make billions. And you sell it and you make billions because the world does not want to die. They want to live forever. The conference co-organizer, Tobias Reichmuth, in his daily regimen, it includes NMN, a supplement that is meant to increase levels of NAD+. I do not know what that is. Someone here probably does but it helps provide cells with energy. He also takes what he describes as a booster supplement. The booster contains this reversatrol, a chemical found in berries and famously red wine that has long been touted for its anti-aging properties. Both compounds are sold as longevity-boosting supplements. Here's what the article said, but there is no conclusive evidence that either help humans live longer. Nir Barzali, director of the Institute for Aging Research at Albert Einstein College of Medicine in New York City, and his colleagues avoid the term anti-aging and opt for geroscience. We want to be responsible, and we want to come from science, he says. But the day after he gave his presentation, transhumanist Jose Luis Corridor told us he wanted to transcend biology. Travel to Mars and massively extend human lifespan.
he's investing millions and others are investing billions because they want to transcend biology. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the King of Kings, the Alpha and the Omega, transcended biology. When the Father, by the Spirit, brought him back to life, raised him up from the dead, out of the grave, he walked out of the tomb. And today, the Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, promises you immortality, anti-aging, forever, finally, free from death and decay. Oh, why would you walk away from Jesus? And why would you not run to him today with a heart filled with faith? He'll give you belonging, and you don't have to do something stupid or spiritual to get it. He'll give you life. He'll turn your mourning into dancing is what the Bible says. And he'll give you immortality and it won't cost you a buck. But it costs Jesus is everything. And that's why we worship him, church. That's why we worship him. Would you pray with me? Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Oh Lord, we thank you for the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us, your children. We thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we pray you would fill us today. You would rest on us today. Father, we pray you'd give us spiritual sight to see the wonders of your love. We pray, dear God, that you might give us understanding. You might break up our stony hearts. You might break up our stubbornness. You might fill us and flood us with your love and your spirit. So that we can receive these gifts. Church, just with your head bowed and your eyes closed this morning, if you don't know that it's a fact that the Spirit of God lives in you, I want to give you an opportunity just to speak to Jesus about that. And I would encourage a conversation that goes like this. Lord, I'm so broken and I'm so sinful. Thank you for loving me. I can't save myself. Lord Jesus, save me from my sins. Spirit of Jesus, come live inside of me. Wash me clean and give me belonging and give me life. If you're here this morning and you just settled that with the Lord in prayer, would you just look up at me and raise your hand? I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to pray for you. Just anybody here this morning, just look up at me. I see you, sister. All right. I just want you to fill out a card today that says, I, I trusted in Jesus so we can be praying for you. Anybody else? today. Let us know so so we can pray for you. You had a conversation with Jesus to settle it, that the Spirit of God's living in you, that He's your Savior. Anybody else? If you're worshiping online with us this morning, would you just leave a comment right now that says, today I, I settled it with Jesus. He's my Savior. I'm following Him. His Spirit lives in me. It's a fact. Just let us know. Celebrate that in the comments. would you look at me everybody you know the giver the giver gets the glory <laughs> the giver gets the glory you don't have to impress God today just to open up your heart and receive what he wants to give you belonging he's never going to turn you away never 
No one will snatch you out of the Lord's hand. You belong. Life, like a river of life. The Spirit of God is like a river of life. It's like a fire in us. Immortality. Listen, for the Christian, this world is as close to hell as we will ever get. Heaven is our home, and it's going to be mind-blowingly, unspeakably good. The Apostle Paul said, No eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor the heart of man has imagined what God has for those that love Him. Hallelujah! Let's stand. Let's sing out. Don't hold back, church. With all you got, let's worship Him. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus.